Evening all, welcome back to the Endless Celts podcast. Hope you've all had a great weekend and uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, joined by Franny, how are we doing, mate? All right, just a bit recovered for Saturday night's <laughs> carry on in that. Were you up yesterday? Ah, yesterday was a struggle. Oh, yeah. I was yesterday. actually all right, it's strange, I nah. don't know how. I felt all right <laughs> when I got up and then obviously the way went for a nap and I went for a nap where and Oh, danger nap. Ah, it was a danger nap and it just had the total opposite effect. <laughs> Backfired. <laughs> How are you, Ross, mate? All right, mate. I've had a bit of a bastard there day, but uh, <laughs> aye. apart from that, no bad. There's a hell of a lot of things went on the day. Flat battery this morning. Oh, that's right. Uh, so I had to get a new battery. I've got something around with my boiler. I need to get that fixed. That's just snowballing. It's great, lad. Oh, the bad stuff aye, the way to start the week so that Wednesday night's going to be... That's a positive, good Fingers stuff. Cross, yeah. <laughs> we'll get on to that later on. Um, evening, Punch McNugget. I always love his name when he comes on. Mm-hmm. Stephen's in the chat as well. Evening all that's joined us. Thanks for joining us. Um, Super 6. Ross has told me you need to get your uh, Super 6 scores in for Wednesday night as well because... Uh, well, it's tu- it's actually Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday night, sorry. Tuesday night. Aye, sorry, the morning, the morning night. The morning night. So, Kieran Galhuli's still top. By a distance, actually, like 11 uh, points there. Mark Robinson, Tony's up there, which is mental. <laughs> <laughs> you were last year. Kevin Gallagher, yeah. Marcel's there, all right. Alistair Jack's climbing the table. Ryan Taylor, Jamie McEldoff, Niall Thomas, and I can't see who that is rounding off the yeah. top 10. But uh, aye, so get your get your scores in for the morning night. And if Franny takes Celtic to get beat again, I'm fucking, he needs to get banned for this. Hey, I've, not, I've not taken them to get beat yet. <laughs> you did Lyle last year. Quite, I think they'll live again. <laughs> By the way, can I just say, you need to get Willie to the top left of the screen because I'm no coping with that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, thank Did Stephen text you or something? Can he breathe? <laughs> no. <laughs> San Fran's in. Hail, hail, mate. There's a belt there for Ross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After Friday well, night. Probably by the way. Anyway, aye, so get your Super 6 in. Celtic were back in action this week, weekend after the international break. Uh, and boy, did they put on a show against uh, Hearts at Tynecastle. So we're just going to dive right in. Yeah, boys, uh, Franny, I'm just going to go right in. I, I mean, there's no much to talk about other than that first goal. What a start, and I mean, touch on the goal was brilliant, wasn't it? Uh, it wasn't, let's see, well, it's so early as well. And you see it pretty times, like it's it's always try, it's, it's a great time to score just early, especially at 10 Castle. I mean, it surprised me when I, I think the commentator said we'd won 10 games in the bounce against Hearts, which I thought was madness because right. at 10 Castle, they always seem to be in a game, but that first goal just absolutely settled any nerves that might have been there after the international break because. Uh, the Kilmarnock game, like we were, we were really good that game. It looked like things were ticking. You just thought, could there be a wee hangover for the international break and stuff? But felt like it was just that goal just settled everything down and quieting the stadium because I think it's key when you go to places like Tynecastle, just didn't let the crowd get on top of, top of the team and stuff. And I just uh, the flick over for, for Palmad, Kenny. I think I was on uh, the Kilmar- after the Kilmarnock game and I was saying that maybe the international break was coming at the wrong time for him because he was finding a bit of form. But it looked like he's kind of contained it, and it was a nice wee ball over the top. And the man of the season so far, he just, it's just everything he does right now. He just turns to gold, really. And it, uh, what a finish! What a finish it was, well. 
Absolutely, Ross. I mean, there's not much more <laughs> we can add to that. Palma, the, um, the the project player coming in and doing a decent job. <laughs> and, <O'Reilly laughs> got today. And, and Franny, I thought he nailed it. I mean, the gaffer said it afterwards as well. At Tyne Castle, you need to try and quieten that crowd. Um, we need to get in their faces to start off, and it was the perfect start, wasn't it? Aye, you, you, you couldn't you couldn't ask for a better start. The, the goal itself, I mean, was for me. You're going to hate to go some to top that this season. It's well in well in line for goalie the season. I mean, Palmer, I'm I'm really impressed with that guy. I said previously that he's not got blistering pace, but he doesn't need it when he can play balls like he played. I mean. That was like I don't know why I get to go over <laughs> too over the score. But that that ball in itself was prime Iniesta or Javi over the top <laughs> and perfect weight. Matt Riley didn't even need to break stride. He takes it in the volley. Uh, uh, Franny, it had shades of that goal that we scored at the oh, five yeah, sides. Wasn't quite that good. Wasn't quite that good. Wasn't quite that good. Ah, it was better than that, man. Nah. <laughs> Didn't you sell a discredit nah. there, son? You were outside of the peg and everything. That's what I'm saying. Yours was better. All right, all right, all right. Sorry, Aye. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it was a tremendous goal, a tremendous start. And I don't know what it is. The, the last few times, well, obviously, there was the last game, sorry, that was 4 3. Hearts made a bit more of a game of it, but I think they were helped along the way at times with the the VAR decisions. But uh, most of the other previous games, I felt like we've done, we've been quite comfortable for for t- in, in terms of Tynecastle. Anyway, I think you find that when you go to Tynecastle, it's more difficult sometimes if it's a night game, which is no often, but. Um, I don't know. I think I was very surprised with how comfortable it actually was yesterday. You just you didn't expect that going to Tyne Castle. But I mean, we talk about the crowd at Tyne Castle and how if you 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 let them get their tails up. I mean, it's not at the same level as Ibrox, but they are right on top of you sort of thing. But there was a lot of empty seats at that ground yesterday. Obviously, we'll, we'll probably touch on that a wee bit later. But uh, I just didn't get the the same sense. Of, sort of atmosphere and belief for, certainly for the stands watching for the house uh, usually they are right up for it but I don't think Hearts are playing too well now as well so the fans are probably going there not really expecting much uh, and Celtic gave them absolutely nothing to feed off and pretty much waltzed the game bar a, maybe a wee 10 minute spell after Hearts scored but a very very good performance and Brendan Rogers and the boys are starting to tick they are. I mean, we three kind of touched on it on Friday about how well I felt personally that that Kilmarnock game, um, Kilmarnock game was the one before the, the mm-hmm. break, wasn't it? And I says I, I thought that was our best performance, but they've I thought they outdone that um, yesterday. I thought they were absolutely fantastic. At one of the toughest venues we can go to, which again we're going to touch on as well. Uh, just <coughs> just say evening all. There's loads. Everybody's piling in now. Stud, Pam, uh, San Fran, Paul Banks, Stephen Mudlock. Evening guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, Ross, I'll just come right back to you. We'll just go on to the second goal in Maeda. I want you to touch a wee bit on Maeda. I feel like we're doing this every week, but I thought he was like outstanding, but there were still times where he frustrates the life with you. There was a couple of crosses we touched. We were t- texting during the game in the group chat, and like sometimes he gets in the best positions possible, and then it's like it's like he just has a brain fart and just doesn't know what to do. He just swings a leg at it. But... Um, 
I thought it's a similar goal to a lot of his goals for Celtic, just the right place at the right time. The amount of goals mm-hmm. he scored for us for inside two or three yards on aye. the line. Um, but I just touching the goal, the build-up play with O'Reilly and Hatati as well. Aye, oh, it was it was really good build-up play. Uh, I think probably you're, start, uh, you're starting to see Hatati come in at his own again. He's starting to get that fitness up. Listen, it wasn't like top top level Hatati, but he's you can see him getting there. Uh, right. And he's played that ball out to O'Reilly. It was a really good ball. And he, he doesn't he just stand still and admire it. He, he continues his run and he gets the ball back. And then he puts the... He, he, he's not even tried to pick Maeda out, I don't think. He's just put the ball into a dangerous area. And Maeda, like you say, is in the right place at the right time just to sort of... When you say stab at home, he just does what yeah, my Ada like, does. And... I actually sort of cushioned it. It's as if he tried to punch it. <laughs> Aye, it's. <laughs> I don't know. He's like he's he's the the, the most bizarre, Aye. weird footballer that I've ever seen in my life. He's absolutely pish at football. <laughs> totally pish at it. Like, but he he just his legs go too quick for his brain. <laughs> uh, he's, but you just when they have him out of the team, he's just a sensational asset, uh, and he just does not stop. And he just, he's just a total nightmare for an opposition team. Like you, you love him in your team, and if you're a opposing team, you hate to play against him. He's one of the first names in the team sheet for me, and he's god awful. It's bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we I, we kind of touched on it on. Uh, I think it was a day after the it was a pod after the Lazio game about Maeda and how and I think I think he's like I say I feel like we talk about this almost every week but <laughs> as much as he's I, I I think I said in the group chat I, I, I'm absolutely bewildered at the fact that I feel like sometimes he can't even kick a football but I I, I rate him so highly because because he, he is he's, he, he, I don't think you can drop him for this team he's work rate and. and the one occasion out of nine that he gets his cell in a proper position, he does do something with it. Um, it just needs to be a bit more clinical. But I, what did you think about that? And uh, I, you could just touch on Hatati's uh, build up for the goal and, and kind of his how how you thought he played in the game as well. I, I kind of tend to agree with Ross. I don't think he's back to his best yet, but you can see that he's definitely getting there. Uh you can see he's he's, he's getting back to it. He's, he's looking a lot more confident in the ball making the runs into the box, which inevitably led to Maeda's goal. And obviously, Ryla again just picked the right pass, right weight. And it was a wee bit reminiscent of probably about 90% of the goals we scored under hands, where it was just somebody just playing that one, just cutting it along, and then somebody was in. Like you said, Maeda did seem to score a lot of his goals for there, so it's it's no coincidence. He knows where to be, but he, he is a frustrating, frustrating football player, like you said. It's sometimes, like, I can remember against Hibs, he had... An absolute god awful miss, and then next thing it just right. takes on about three guys and puts one in the top Things corner. And you're like, like what's like? It's just madness. But I'm with you. It's he's it, all for me. Maeda has always got to play. It's it's testament to the guy. Like you say, you you play him every big game. Maeda's it's no questions asked. He's he's in the team. It's just the only question sometimes was is he playing right or left? Um. But and I think one of the biggest compliments you can give him, I know. Well, I think Russell maybe this. I always thought Jota was better on the left, but Maeda always played there. And Jota, you, you could argue that uh, Postacoglu fitted like played 
jot out of position just so to keep Maeda in the team where he's better. But he seems to have I I think you get the same at Maeda where you play him right and left, and I think that's kind of proven now where he's he's playing it. It's just he just I think he really needs to practice crossing like say he gets in so many good positions. His pace will get him there. Um his work rate and stuff, but it's just <clears throat> His crossing's absolutely awful at times, but it's, <laughs> I would it, like you said, like you used to have said that there's so many bad things you can pick about the guy, but you would always have him in the team. It's it is the weirdest <laughs> argument ever. Like you'll pick flaws in this guy's game, but you'll be like, ah, he's one of the first names in the team sheet." It's it's madness. <laughs> it's absolute madness. But it, like he's he just always seems to be there at the right time, the right moment. Got the second goal. What was that about 20 25 minutes? And it just absolutely killed for me, killed the game, and it just turned into one of the comfiest afternoons I think we'll ever hate. Thank Castle, yep, absolutely. Um, it's interesting that one about Maeda because I mean, way back, Ross, I think it was a Friday night pod, and we kind of talked about him being on the right and the left. Nene asked Kent if he was left footed or right footed. I don't know whether that's because he's, he's bad with both or he's good with both, but uh, I, think, <laughs> I think your point was well, I think you made it recently that you'll like him on the left. Just for more protection for Greg Taylor. Uh-huh. No, that's a fair um, point. No, I. Hey, I. But obviously he likes Palmer there because does Palmer like? I think it's because he likes cutting back rather than because, like you say, uh, for, what, for what I've seen of Palmer so far, it's not as if he's beating men and hitting the byline. So, like, if he's just getting out of his feet and crossing that, like him on the right as well, I don't think would be a bad idea. But no, it's it's just an interesting one because I mean we had the discussion. A long time ago. Well, I, th- I think it's similar to what the situation that Franny just mentioned on Jota. Um, like Franny said there that I think now, now that we've seen Maeda for a more um, sustained, sustained period of time on the right, I think it is fair to say that you get as much out of him on the right as you do on the left. Uh, the only thing I would say is I, what I've said before, that he gives Greg Taylor that bit more protection, especially when he's evidently now back to playing the inverted fullback role but I don't know if I haven't really seen much of Palmer or any Palmer on the right so maybe maybe the left is his preferred option but it's it's you're now looking at it and going well, he's now playing Maeda on the right to accommodate Palmer in much the same way as Ange played Jota on the right to accommodate Maeda um, it's an interesting one, but for me, I think that Palmer's nailed that jersey down on the left. I think right now, if Abada was fit and Maeda obviously is fit, I would go with Maeda. I know Abada gives you probably more, probably more goals. I don't think he gives you as much in terms of what Maeda brings to the team in each individual game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I ball boys in London Road. <laughs> but I say it's a, it is it is an interesting one. But right now, you you have to say that the the balance of the team, if you like, in terms of the, uh, he's accepted now that Greg Taylor is better playing in that inverted fullback. He's allowing Alistair Johnston to to play the the, the sort of standard fullback role, if you like. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Maeda, who just is everywhere, and <laughs> Palma. I think it's a, it's a really good balance right now. Aye. 
That's not to say that Abada can't come into the team. He will come back into the team and play play his fair share of the games, but I like the balance of the team with, with they two on either side at the minute. I know, I would agree with that, mate. <clears throat> By the way, Franny, there's another one. You thought I was taking the piss. By He's flubbing him, getting done up the now, and he thinks it looks a state. Yeah. I think it actually looks all right. Now. It's getting there. <laughs> Save me some money, folk. If it actually looked good. <laughs> Save <laughs> me a bit. I know. So the next big talking point of the game was, uh, I think it was right just right after half time. Ross, I'll come back to you. Uh, and it was the, the penalty decision on Kyogo. This is kind of... Split, split the fan base with what I've seen on social media and stuff like that. But what was your thoughts on the penalty? Was it yay or nay for a penalty? Uh, well, in real time, I didn't even see a foul. <laughs> and then on the replay, initially when I seen the replay, I thought, well, there is contact. But for me, I don't... Uh, listen, I can see why the referees gave it. I can see why... Because there is contact. But for me... If I'm going to be consistent in what I what I've said, then I look at the 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 the, the Dessers and Lager Bielka one, and I made the case that the reason it was a foul on Lager Bielka is because Dessers got his foot across him yeah. and didn't touch the ball. If he'd got his whole body across him and didn't touch the ball, then he's protecting. He's in possession, although he's not touched it. I think similar with Kyogo. I don't think he gets a, he doesn't get his body across him. And you could argue, and I'm just getting his leg across the Hearts player and not touching the ball. He actually impedes the Hearts player's run because the Hearts player doesn't like tackle him. He, he runs into Kyogo's leg. Kyogo's leg. Kyogo plants his leg in front of him. So for me, I think it's harsh. I, I don't think it's a penalty. I think I'd be absolutely beeling if it was up the other end of the park. But... I don't know. It's it has split the fans. I, I don't know if it's some have got green tinted glasses or no. <laughs> but for me, it's not a penalty, not by any stretch. Franny, yeah, nay, pen. Nah, no, for me, I was like even in in real time, I didn't think it was a foul. I, you can see Kyogo's been clever. He's got the he's he's tried to get there known. Maybe he's got to invite some contact and stuff, but I'd actually never give the the Dessers one a thought, and it's it is very very similar to that. Aye, I feel a wee bit. Um, so I think we all said at the time why that was the right call. So I think you've got to be consistent, like Ross said, and say that's why that for me that's the wrong call. It was, it was very very soft, <clears> um, but I, I just I have I don't know how VAR can look at. Um, maybe it's because I've seen contact and they're looking at it and going, well, we can't no get it. Daddy's <laughs> on fire tonight, by the way. Oh, no, he is like, to, eh? oh, He's been drinking for about five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I just, I don't know how far I can look at that and say it's it's a penalty for me. I, I, maybe it's just simply because there is obvious contact on the on Kyle. you see, but I just, it's no penalty for me. Well, no penalty. Ah, you know, it's one of them. I know me, but so. <laughs> We've got given the penalty. We're flying. Well, well and... what did? Sorry, Wally, but what? What did you think? Did you think it was a I, penalty or? No, no, I didn't. At first glance, I was like, nah. And then when I seen it again, I was like, mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, uh-huh. Just because there is contact, but I mean, for me, it's not. If that's, I, I just think 
No, I just, I just, I just don't think it is. No, but, <laughs> but, but like, I can, I just think it's one of them. If you, it's another one of these fucking subjective looking at the letter of the law Aye. nonsense. Mm-hmm. It just needs to be. There just needs to be a clear rule, and then, like, if that's in the middle of the park, it's just like, right, get on with it. I think yeah. it's. I just, I don't know. I, I just think it's a. I think it's a, it's a strange one. Maybe it was for all the terrible VAR decisions that we had at Thinkcastle last year. They thought <laughs> they'd do us a favour, but Franny. In the end, it didn't really fucking matter because <sighs> Celtic are shite at penalties. Um, uh, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, I can't, we, again, this is another subject we kind of touched on. And then last year, we had a lot of the guys in the comments have been saying um, we, we sort of ended up with a decent penalty taker in Moyle last year. Um, but it seems like we're back to square one here again and we've not really got uh, a penalty taker, which is strange because we've got a lot of players with really good technical ability but I mean Hatate is I think I, I, I'm, I'm I don't know for sure but I think that's probably the first one he's missed but he's not <coughs> not looked as assured as I mean the one at Levy was pretty much right at the keeper he got a bit fortunate with it and then he's, he's hit the post there what, what's your thoughts on <laughs> our penalty takers at Celtic do you think there's anybody that should do you think Hatate should be number one I mean like if you're taking all the penalties you're going to miss some at some point and um, luckily for us it was Nana we were in a position where we were well in the lead anyway, but is there anybody else that you think technically could be doing a better job? I would I would say Matt O'Reilly, but I would probably be as worried because I, I don't know, it's just this age-old thing where it seems to be, I, I hate a left, a left footer. <laughs> I hate a left footer taking, <laughs> taking penalties and he's probably technically the best player. Well, Kyle Goal's probably technically the best, like, technically the best but a uh, lot of uh, Lolo, that's that comment. Just got me on mental here. Um, <laughs> um, what, what was saying? Matt O'Reilly, I, I, I think he would probably be good. At, like, like you say, I think that is Hattie's first match. Somebody might correct us, but I think that is his first match. But equal the ones that he has scored, they have to, they have to be great penalties. I don't think. And Palmer might be a good shout. He would, well, he's maybe a set piece specialist gone with some of his YouTube penalties. I don't think he's a free kicker. I don't see a free kicker. I call that yet, but. <laughs> Again, he seems to hear good, a good crossing them and things like that. But I don't know. I always find it weird that your striker doesn't know what to take them. That's, I was just about to say that. Me that. Mm-hmm. Like, because what's Kyle's banged in the goals and never seem, never seems to be grabbing the ball for the penalty. So, personally, and he's taken a few free kicks recently as well. Kyle, uh, just I would, outside the box. Marcelo would probably initially would go to Kyle simply being the striker. Um, Feeling that I would go Palmer, but I don't know. I've, I've no reason apart from him being left footed and just got this weird thing about hating, hating left footers taking penalties. <laughs> but I, I think Matt Riley should be in my shout too. Ah, that's an interesting one. Uh, Monty's in here, and Monty says, I didn't see it from the boat room. Unlucky lad. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, sorry, board room. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ross, what do you think? I mean, Hatati's missed one. I just, I don't know if it was maybe just because in recent memory, one at Levy wasn't the most clinical penalty I've ever seen in my life. That um, you know, has got as much confidence in him. For example, if I, if you get a penalty on Wednesday night after that, the last two that he's hit, your your ass will be gone a wee bit. What, what do you think? Do you think there's? You, do you agree with Franny? Do you think maybe like see a strange one that Kyogo, who's a bigger goal scorer and goal threat, that he's not the one on the penalties or? What do you think? Well, when uh, Hatati initially started taking the penalties, 
I, I was never confident with that decision. I wasn't. Oh really? He, he, I. He, he's a really good player. We, we can't deny that. But I was never. It, it wouldn't have been my go-to. Uh, you look at Kyogo. Um, I understand where Franny's coming from. Uh, but then did he not miss apparently at Rugby Park last season? We were, albeit we were uh, well up in the game. Frahatic, uh, I think it maybe was I. So oh, sorry, again, it's it's right. one of the ones. Oh, fucking shite of them, eh? <laughs> uh, but, well, you can't get MD nailed down because folk keep missing them. So it's like uh, you can't get a a set penalty taker. I think Matt O'Reilly. Obviously, I look at him and he, he's very technical and he's scoring. He's banging in the goals when he gets the chance. He's taking the chance. It would. For the, for me right now it would probably be between him and maybe Palmer, but then Palmer's not even getting to take a corner before O'Reilly then, so he's not going to get to take a penalty for him. <laughs> um, so probably for me, I would probably look at Matt O'Reilly. I think if we got a penalty on Wednesday night, he's the player in the team that is absolutely brimming with confidence. But if he stepped up. I would still be shitting it. I would still <laughs> think probably 60-40 in favour of the miss oh. uh, if we got a penalty on Wednesday night, whoever it may be that hits it. Uh, Do you think that filters down through the team and that's why we've been a bit unsuccessful recently, just because we've not been great at be. them? It could be, mate. It's a, a bit of a, um, like a mentality thing. Uh, kind of like the, the abilities there, but you're second-guessing yourself because oh, right. that there has been a number of penalties missed. Aye. And it's no like we get penalties all the time. Aye. Uh, and, I mean, there has been a number of penalties missed, but there have been a number of penalties scored as well. Aye. Uh, but I don't know. I, it seems to be the way that if, if a Celtic player misses a penalty, then we think, right, take him off the penalties now. Uh, He's only missed one penalty. Just stick uh, with the guy. Aye, Maybe that's what I, I, I would say. I, I, I think you, you could you change it up too much, uh, and you, then you, 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 there's no consistency. Uh, it's it's like maybe like playing Joe Hart one week and then playing Seagrass the next week, and then do you know what I mean? Aye. Or maybe getting Joe Hart three or four games, and then I, I don't like this one, like this sort of have have a keeper for the cups. You you, you need your keeper. There needs to be consistency. Needs to be con- continuity. Maybe it needs to be the same with the penalties. Who knows? It's an interesting see where we're on it, Franny. Do you, is he, for you, like, has Celtic been your club? Do you think that in this situation, just with a penalty taker or at any club, that it's like the manager should be watching and training and he picks, he's the one that says, right, you're number one, you're number two, you're number three? Or do you, is that something that you're quite happy for the players to kind of just get on with themselves? I think you've got to kind of. A bit of both, because obviously you, I would like to think you've got, providing everybody's on the park, it's you've got maybe a slight, like you say, one, two, three, maybe who'll take it and things, but it's just maybe be one of the ones when you're you're playing the game, maybe like just use a tight who seems to be the number one penalty taker. If he's not having the greatest of games, maybe missed a couple of chances and it's maybe a draw, or, draw at the time or something like that, or maybe one nil in their favour, or maybe just an important goal when you get a spot kick and you maybe maybe look at him saying look are you, are you confident enough to take it or do you want the next guy to take it so I think it, I'd, I'd like to think that we have got a set sort of a 
few penalty takers, but then within the match, obviously your captain and between the managers just saying if a guy's maybe in a poor game, maybe didn't put him on penalties because maybe he's just thinking I've had a I'm having a wee bit of stinker here and I've got a big Aye. moment here to change him change the game. But I suppose it could go either way. It could then score the penalty and then it kicks on and gets his confidence. But I think it also takes takes a big player to then say, look, I'm I'm not playing well, go and somebody else take this now and I'm not what to be the reason that maybe we get a poor result. But it quite takes a big person to stone up and take the penalty as well. Because I, yeah. I think you see keepers saving them more often now. I don't know why, it just seems to be a lot more penalties get missed. I, th- I feel like it's maybe just where we're looking at it. And where they put ah, them and stuff, eh? Ah, it'll be things like that. And just like you say, there's the whole the whole data thing. There is more keepers can look into things a lot more and see where guys are predominantly hitting penalties and things. So, I, I say, you've probably got, the manager will have his select few penalty takers, but then with the confidence that the guys have got it, then that's why you've got your captain, I suppose, on the and the team just to say, look, well, that's who you actually should be taking it. But if he's confident, if he's not really confident in taking it, then we move on to the next guy and things like that. I reckon he'll be, Hatati will be dying to get another one now, so he can Aye. just get that, that one out of the way. And, uh, but I've got the comments. Uh, Monty says Joe Hart. <laughs> uh, Pam's Pam's saying there's a lot of strain for Matt already. I think it's because of the form he's in. And ah, well, Stephen, Stephen at his usual total left field. He wants Alistair Johnson <laughs> on the pens. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, that's so that in like three months time when he takes one and scores it, he can come back and say, I told you all that he yeah. should be on the pen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is, man. I know. Just say the most ridiculous thing <laughs> in the uh, Monty's saying Kyogo as well. Uh, so aye, there's there's a few in there, but for me, if, if Hitati's a man, I think they should they should stick with Hitati. Bear with me a second. There's a few. I just want to go through some of the comments, make sure I'm not missing anything. But aye, so we missed a pen, and uh, the, the gaffer talked about it at the end of the game as well. How and we've seen it. I think somebody texted it in a group chat actually that once we missed it, it kind of gave the stadium a lift. All twelve of them that were there or whatever. <laughs> Uh, it gave Hearts a bit of a boost but the gaffer said we rode that well for the, the 10 minutes or so and, and then Kyogo gets his watery goal against Hearts I think they mentioned it was the 8th game in a row he scored against Hearts they must hate the sight of him Ross Aye, Aye he's, he's a thorn in their side right now um, uh, in terms of the goal itself uh, I mean we've spoke about Hatate so far in this podcast, but that we flick round the corner was just Hatati all over the back. That's what he's got in his locker. There's, I don't know, maybe one or two players in the team that's maybe capable of pulling off that touch, yeah. but it was a great touch and it, it obviously set a, I want to say it was Maeda, but I don't think it was. It set whoever... Palmer. Palma, aye, would have been Palma on that side, aye. Aye, because he's played it in with the the outside his foot, aye. And listen, it was a good good ball in with outside his foot. And we got a wee bit of luck, obviously. It it sort of, Matt Riley kind of sclaps at it and then it falls to Kyogo basically right on the penalty spot and he's he's no missing for there. Uh, And and for there, I mean, Franny said 2-0 it killed the game. I don't disagree with that, but certainly at 3-0, it was absolutely taken away for Harps. And, I mean, they did get that goal, but you watch Celtic in that game and 
I think they're in complete control for the whole time. They start off the game quick and they get a goal and then they keep going and there's a really high, fast press in that first half and then towards the end of the half, it's like they take a breather uh, but they keep the ball. Brendan Rodgers said that in his, his Aye, post-match interview about keeping the ball and resting, resting with the ball. That's where it's different for Ange. You, you watch Ange's teams and they were just hell for leather for an hour and then you see it starting to fade because they're they're only human and they're no taking drugs. <laughs> uh, so it starts to fade when you, you keep it at that intensity. Whereas Rodgers, he probably, the, the team probably play at the same, or they, they play with that intensity for probably the same amount of the game, but he plays the game in stages rather than blitz it for an hour. And then uh, they come out in the second half and they go for it again. And then there's they get up three now and then there's that middle part of the, the second half where they just, obviously, it, it looks like they're playing within themselves and hearts are coming back into the game. But uh, I, I don't think, obviously, they get their goal. But for all the world, I don't think the trouble is after that. And then, again, we just go again for that last wee bit and take the game away from them. It's... it's a, it's people say like talk about Brendan Rogers style being really pra- I know I'm going off on a tangent here by the way. No, right. <laughs> you talk they talk about Rogers style being really pragmatic and slow and side sideways and all that and like that is that is not what Brendan Rogers style is and I think that game yesterday is starting to show that they're coming together and they're they're going back to uh, when Rodgers first came in. Now, obviously, there's tweaks still. There is. Uh, R- Brendan Rodgers came in at Swansea. He brought them up into the Premier League and he was lauded for the football he was playing. He got a, a move to Liverpool off the back of the football he was playing. Then he went to Liverpool and it was, for all the world, not unlike the way Anshad does playing. It was swashbuckling, all-out attack, and he lost the league, probably right near the end. But he conceded that team, Liverpool team that season, conceded so many goals. It was high scoring games, and they they were outscoring the teams. Brendan Rodgers is now a far more mature manager, a far more rounded manager, and I think you're still seeing that like swashbuckling football at times going for it. But like I've said, he's spacing it out and managing games better than what he did with the Liverpool team because he's learned he's older he's more experienced and for me Celtic are going to reap the benefits of that in the next couple of years Yep, absolutely mate couldn't disagree um, in the chat I'm getting slagged for my impersonation of Stephen <laughs> 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 but uh, the guys that have jumped in I think Coin Wizard uh, Corvo uh, Jed welcome along thanks for joining in um, I Franny Kyogo yet again I mean the boys' scoring records scary. I think they put the graphic up, and I think it's only Lee Griffiths that's got to sixty goals quicker in him, which I was surprised at. By the way, uh, Lee Griffiths was top of that mm-hmm. table, so better than the likes of Larson and Hooper and all the rest of them. But uh, another really well worked goal, and uh, the boy just can't stop scoring against the Jam Tarts, can he? I know. Just he can't seem to stop scoring. Full stop. Then now he's just <laughs> carried on last season's form. I think. Well, certainly myself, I don't know about you, but I, 
I didn't think he would maybe go on to score. I mean, I know it's early doors <clears throat> and stuff, but I didn't think he would get the 36, I think it was, he scored last season. But I th- he might actually eclipse that if he continues the way he's, he's gone and stuff. Um, but I, like Ross, Hatati's touch was brilliant. I mean, it's only five, five, six minutes or something after he's missed that penalty. His confidence might maybe what, could have been a wee bit down, but he's got the, the easy thing maybe they're doing is try and take the touch and maybe just pop it back off. But he tries a difficult thing and sets Palmer on his way and Palmer plays a nice pass in. And like Ross said, you get a wee bit of luck because, uh, <coughs> excuse me, it was Matt Ryland. can't remember who it was El sort of thing. <coughs> Both of them kind of go for it, and it just it breaks to Kyogo, and he's just he's not got to pass up that chance for about six, seven yards out in the middle of the box, middle of the goal. He's he's always got to stick it away, uh, and I just put any any sort of a doubt that the game was going well, getting the three points because, like Ross said, they could have got could have got a whiff as missing the penalty and maybe gone to the game and maybe got a goal. And you just never know what could have happened for there, but the the team just. Like I, I think Ross is bang on with the way that Rogers Rogers does play. It is fast paced, but like you said, probably is in periods of the game. It's not for the like I said, for the for sixty, sixty five minutes and bring some subs on and stuff. It's we'll play high high press and high intensity football in stages of the game and stuff. And I think the passing some of it is sideways, but I think it's very deliberate. It's trying to draw a team out to the end so you can not start breaking the lines or playing the balls over the top and stuff, but I for me the fourth goal was every like I don't know the fourth goal, but every goal in its own right was an absolutely fantastic goal, and I think it's just shown that Brendan Rogers is slow. I, I don't know if slow, but he's just everything's ticking al- like everything's just ticking along, and we're getting into he's got through a difficult period with with Angie's especially at centre half and stuff, and he's managed to navigate them. I think it was Ross who put it in the chat. Yourself, Willie about the away grounds that we've been to this season so far and we've picked up maximum points at every one of them, which is just, when you consider the sort of injuries and and sort of form that we had that wasn't maybe brilliant at times to, to navigate all that and to now see when players are coming back and the the style that Brendan Rodgers is wanting them to now play is just, you're starting to see it and the players are obviously getting a lot more confidence in it. It's... I would. I think a lot of teams might be worried for the rest of the season. It's where I know it's early doors, but it's hard to try and see how Rangers like overturn that seven-point lead already. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for the and this, for the, the talking about Kyogo's goal, it'd be interesting to see if Palmer or O'Reilly gets the assist for it because I think O'Reilly gets that too. Because I'm I'm screaming for that assist to be honest oh, with you. Um, all right, so we go three up and then. Um, Bit of a freak point in the game because I don't think Hearts were ever in it. But Ross, a wee bit of a mistake for a favourite Maeda. <laughs> and uh, t- to be fair to Shankland, it's it's a great finish. But what did you think of the goal? I'm I, I'm watching it. With my old man, and my old man's old school, and he hates it. I don't I don't know why I use the term ticky tacker, but and it's, we've had it under Ange, we've had it under Brendan before, and it's still now. I like to keep control of the ball and play play it out for the back. But my dad's always screaming, "Just get it, I'll get it away." Um, and I, I, to be fair to him, I think at times myself, I think there is times for playing it out for the back, and I think there is times where you can get rid. Um, and Maeda just gets it stuck under his feet, and Shanklin finishes it. But what, what what's your thoughts on the goal? Um, well, just touching on the the sort of playing out for the back and stuff, I, I actually think that the, the, this Celtic team under Rogers are starting to get 
listen, it's not perfect, but they'll find it more difficult in Europe, obviously. But I think they're starting to get the balance of when to, when to play out for the bat and when to like, get it punted up with Joe Hart or whatever. I think they're starting to find a balance with that, and it's no bad. Um, in terms of the goal, I, I actually thought that Maeda done really well uh, initially. To, he, he intercepted because it looked like it was going to go to the Hearts player, and once again, his work rate, he intercepts it. And he, he, he takes the ball away for the, the, the initial guy. And then he sort of turns into traffic, but it was the only way he could really go. And my this touch is absolutely <laughs> wonderful. And he, he, he sort of <laughs> knocks it away for himself. Um, mm. And then after that, it's you just have to praise Shankland. It's, it is a, a bit of a mistake, a bit slack on the edge of your own box. But I, I think he's he is sort of... What's, he's in like a... A cul-de-sac, if you like. He's not really got anywhere to go. He doesn't have a great touch because I think he, that he does get that slight panic of where am I going to go here? And then he, he does nothing with the ball and then Shanklin's finishes. It's actually brilliant. See, when you see it in slow motion, he puts it outside. Aye. I think it's Liam Scales. And almost until it actually hits the post, it looks like it's going wide. And then it just it just clips the post and goes in. Joe Hart can do absolutely nothing Aye. about it because he's seen it late. Joe Hart's absolutely pish as well. So he's not saving that. <laughs> Joe Hart's not pish, I'm joking. I think people know you well enough now to know. Um, there's a wee bit of debate going on, which we're going to get to the, uh, later on, obviously, about the uh, the team on Wednesday, but Corvo's just pulled out the, the single pivot, so I hate to put oh. that comment up there. Needs a lot and a single pivot. <laughs> a single pivot, eh? It's not a double, not a double pivot, is it? It's not a double pivot. <laughs> but, hey, Franny, your thoughts on the goal? Again, kind of what Ross was talking about earlier. Sometimes he, his feet go too quick for his brain and he's just got it caught underneath. But, I fabulous finish by Shanklin. Uh, as in, like you say, Maeda does do well initially to win it, win it back when it is just one of the ones where it's Maeda does a, a Maeda just seems to, like, kick it without, it's almost like he's trying to run with the ball and just kicks it too hard and it, it falls to Shanklin and in fairness to Shanklin, he's not trying to make excuses for Maeda and like, get him off the hook, but Shanklin's still got a wee bit to do, he's like 20 yards out and kind of way back to goal, but he just he, let, he just lets the ball come across him and stuff and just uses scales well and curls it in and it doesn't go in with great pace, but it's just the, the shot in itself it beats Joe Hart all, all ends up. I don't, I, I can't lay any, lay any blame at his door for that. It's it's a really good finish. And I thought Celtic actually, one of the way, like, they, I think they nullified Shanklin really well all game. Like, I think they showed a graphic on Sky and he was, his furthest touch up the park was maybe about the halfway line. I think that was key to us really getting control of that game. He just kept him out the game. Cause it's, I'm not saying he's a brilliant player, but I, I think he's a really good player. He's a really good finisher. Um, he has got a good touch about him, but which the goal showed and stuff. But that's, I think it was one of the ones where Maeda, it was a poor touch for Maeda, but at the same time, it was a really, really good strike for, for Shankland. He still had a wee bit to do for about 20-odd yards. It was interesting. I think you're right. I think we did not him really well because people in the chat are saying he's pretty much their only threat this season. I know they've lost a couple of big players for last year, but it seemed to me as if he was like playing right wing most of the... First half, anyway. I don't know if that was like a tactical decision, or I know in the commentary they kind of said for the 
for the goal kicks and stuff, they were putting him on Taylor because they think he had a better chance of winning. He doesn't that, but it, it seemed like he was out there an awful lot for me. I was really, really strange. But I mean, Stephen A. Smith must be a master tactician. But we'll go <laughs> on to the the last uh, the last goal, and we're forty five minutes in. I'm not even after the game for Sunday yet. <laughs> Friday. But um, Ross, I kind of on Friday we kind of touched on how we want to see a bit more of Bernardo and. I kind of touched on home, and as much as we've we've kind of been fans of Awata in the past, we've talked about him. He kind of gets forgotten about, but it was first of all when we said when he first came on again in the group chat, um, it was great to see him getting on and getting minutes. But I mean, <laughs> didn't think that he would be scoring a goal like that. Ah, uh, no, it was a brilliant <laughs> finish. Uh, you look at it, and I mean, I don't know if you're going to talk about oh, but he has two bites at the cherry. He's very unlucky. Um, but he just finds that top corner. It was an absolutely tremendous finish. And they keep saving it. He's, I think he's just, it's one of the ones, I'm not an out-and-out goal scorer here. I'm just going to lash this. <laughs> I don't know if he deliberately meant to put it into the top corner, but it was a really good finish. Uh, not much more you can say about it, but in terms of a white eye sell, getting on, delighted for the guy, delighted for him to get the goal. <clears throat> I've said numerous times, I think he's a very good player. It's just similar to what we said about um, Bernardo and home on a uh, Friday night. It's it, the midfield three at the minute is really tough to break into. They have to bide their time. Uh, but <clears throat> I mean, Coin Wizard said about playing a water on Wednesday night. I'm going to be adverse to it, but it's a very difficult midfield three to break into now. But He's a, a really good asset to have. He's a really good option if you want to be t- to make your team a bit more solid, eh, harder to beat than what it is. Eh, so, listen, I don't know if he's going to be able to break into that midfield three and be a regular. It's very difficult. But I rate him. I think he's a very good player and I'm glad we've got him at our club. Aye, absolutely. Just a four I come to you, Franny. Jed's letting us know that Ange Ball has gone back top of the league and Calvin Bassey <laughs> has caused both goals. Things you to see. But aye, Franny, again, I know you're a fan as well and it was great to see him get minutes under his belt. Never mind the goal and all that as well. Just great to see him back in the park. And we kind of touched on, we've kind of touched on the last few weeks about how difficult it is to break into that midfield three. But um, he's another one that if he gets minutes under the belt, he can definitely he can definitely give these boys a run for their money. But aye, what did you think he... Him getting minutes first of all, and then obviously his finish was outstanding. It was it was good to give him give him minutes because obviously Brendan Rodgers, it's more I don't think he ne- necessarily just brings guys on sixty minutes just because players are players are knackered and things like that. But it was good that he got more than a sort of a complimentary five ten minutes. He got a, got a wee period of t- the game and stuff, and it was good just to take because he came on for McGregor one. It was good for him just to get a rest as well. I think. Um, but as it's like the 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 phrase, I, I think he's a player we all really all really like. He came came with a bit of reputation because I think he was young player of the year or player of the year over in Japan. So he's kind of basing it off what you've got already in the team, which came for came for that league and stuff. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, it it kind of excited me. But it's Kyogo aside. Arguably the hardest bit of the team to, to maybe get, and I think Aye, it's just kind of un, kind of unfortunate that 
Atati O'Reilly and McGregor are, are three really, really good players. They've got a good sort of a chemistry together. It just seems that that three just seem to work because I know you're saying, well, you're a bit of a fan of home. At home. I, I, I like the boy as well. Bernardo, he's looked good when he comes in, but I want it could I want it could be the one that maybe maybe <laughs> has got a chance. I know I want it. <laughs> <laughs> the Scottish, the Scottish, I want It'll be interesting to see. I, d- I doubt he'll get a start in in Wednesday just simply because of the mid who the midfield three is. But you just never know. Maybe Rogers will change the shape a wee bit that will allow allow him to come in and stuff. But the goal, it was an absolute ridiculous strike, like, to be fair to the boy, just absolute top man. It just seemed to bounce up and down off the bar before it went in and things. It was uh, it was really good. And I hope it kind of gives him a wee bit of confidence to kick on and stuff. But I think, I can't remember who said it in the comments, but it does just show that the guy's knuckled down. Because I think he's been here a year now anyway, maybe just over a year. And he has knuckled, like, he's, he's knuckled down. He's seen guys like Home come in, uh, even Quan. And and Bernardo uh, all sort of playing in the midfield in it as well, and he's not really the new managers came in. He's maybe thought, I don't know if I've got a future here and stuff. But fair play to him that he's he's knuckled down and doesn't seem to be upsetting the the dressing room. I don't think anybody seems to be doing that. They all seem to be accepting their their. Uh, their Hating a that, just in case. I know, I know. Um, but <laughs> nah, I'm really really pleased for Gain. I think it was. I mean, Matt O'Reilly just seems to be like that way. Everybody see how happy he was for him and stuff, and right. the rest of the team. It, it, it was really good to see that they were all buzzing for him. Game again as well, eh? The right aye, just, aye. Oh, brilliant. Aye, superb. Um, so, aye, brilliant performance, brilliant victory again, um, and yet another away game. <laughs> so we talk about the this magical uh, fixture computer that the Scottish uh, Association have got. We've now been away to Pataudry, Ibrox, Tony Macaroni, Fur Park, Tynecastle, and we've got Easter Road at the weekend. Um, that's 10 games into the season, and six of them are going to be at the away venues. What's your thoughts on that, Ross? Um, oh, where to <laughs> the begin? Supercom- <laughs> the supercomputer. Aye, the supercomputer. Uh, I actually said to you, uh, in fact, you weren't there, you, you came to Glasgow a wee bit later. I was saying to a couple of the guys on the way up to the train station uh, about this. And um, for me, it's not, a, that isn't by, uh, what's, no by it's chance. not by luck, it's not yeah. by chance. I, it, it seems to me more by design. And people can call me paranoid if they want. I'll, I'll take that. I'm more paranoid, but um, I mean, you look at it and uh, like they probably for me they're thinking right. Okay, Rangers probably won't get that. This is way left field, right? But they're they're <laughs> thinking Rangers probably won't get Champions League football, so they'll be playing on a Thursday night, which means we will have to. We'll have to make Rangers play second, whereas in previous seasons Rangers have a lot of. The, I would say 60, 40, 70, 30 They've played first before Celtic. You so how can we put? Last year, eh? Aye. So they're thinking, how can we put Celtic under that bit more pressure? And it, by the way, I don't think it's because there's a dislike towards Celtic. 
I think it's because they want to make the league more competitive and tighter. Um, but they've given Celtic all these away fixtures and what they, they knew for me is our busiest period, i.e. because we're playing Champions League football and amongst all this, so we're coming off the back of them or before the games and playing difficult away games in the league. And the chances are, I mean, we have to admit, we have to hold our hands up and say it probably won't be European football after Christmas. So we've got all these really difficult games. And for me, I think they were hoping that Celtic would drop points and make this a really interesting league. But they didn't bank for uh, Brendan Rodgers coming in with his baggy cans and uh, <laughs> just just sweeping everybody out of the road before them domestically. Apart from Kilmarnock, but don't want to make excuses, but the team were depleted. I think we're looking pretty much, I would say, and it's no disrespect to Liam Scales, but I think he's the only question mark now in terms of our first, our, our, our best 11. It's his jersey now, absolutely. But um, aye, in terms of the fixtures that we've been dealt, there's no way for me, a, a paranoid, I'll take it as I said, there's no way that we have by chance been drawn to play all the difficult, difficult away grounds first. And we've went to Potaudry, we've scored three. We went to Tynecastle, we've scored four. We kept a clean sheet at Ibrox against all the odds. We went to Far Park, okay, we got out of jail a bit in that game. Went to Livingston, loads of teams will go there and struggle this season. I think we got three in that game. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything's looking up, and we're really any any obstacle that is put in our way, deliberate or not, we've just, as I said, swept aside. Yep, absolutely. I mean, for the games there, they six anyway, including this weekend. The only one I could see missing for there that could be one that's usually a struggle for us is Dingwall. It's it's, mm-hmm. def- it's most definitely the ha- most difficult away games we could, you could get. And we managed to get them in the first nine, ten games, Franny. Coincidence? <coughs> that coincidence where I see. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, it was like, I hadn't sort of dawned on me that we'd been all the away games till like, like I think it was yourself, Ross. I'd put it in the group chat, and obviously we were talking about it in the way the 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 train station, and they have got to be hell of unlucky, like you say, to to go to the away ground, all the away grounds in the first sort of round of fixtures. It's I think they were maybe hoping we would slip up, and but the team, especially when the team, obviously they can't predict there's got to be injuries, but when you consider the injuries we had, and we still actually went to the grounds. Like I say, Motherwell got out of jail a wee bit. Ibrox, I thought, for me, as a team performance, maybe not footballing sort of the way the way we played football, but as an actual team performance, I think that was absolutely amazing. Probably, I mean, it's kind of easy to say that because it's your biggest rival, but my favourite performance so far this season. And I think I think that gave possibly the team and the, fan, the fans more uh, a bit of confidence in the team because obviously we were backs against like Liam Scales and Lag Bielk at centre half and stuff too. I mean I think you know every Celtic fan had Liam Scales at the door and it's it's a credit to the guy that he's just he's came through everything and he's I don't think you've well 
I'd be amazed if he isn't in the starting eleven on on Wednesday. But you're no going. You're, I wouldn't say you're overly concerned about him now in in, in the team, uh, so to speak. But I think I think for the fans certainly after Ibrox, that gave the gave them belief to realise that that was that was Rogers properly back. They the, the tactician was there. He had didn't have a full full strength team certainly in defence to pick being came through that game um pretty well and then we've just for me we've absolutely kicked on for them and it's uh, it's 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 coincidence that we've had these round of fixtures but <laughs> madness when you look at it. Um and Alistair the fountain of knowledge as always has just told us that Dingwall is the next away game <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah again you can throw they can throw what they want at us we've still been absolutely flying and like you have both alluded to we've uh the squad has kind of been depleted at the start of this season and um slowly but surely we're, we're getting there and i mean as bad as this start has it just means that the finish for this season is going to be that slightly easier and uh hopefully by that point we're well clear anyway but um <coughs> Kind of what I talk about quickly as well, the, the ticket allocation, Franny. <laughs> this is becoming a bit nonsense now, isn't it? I mean, people, other leagues, people feel like what that aren't for this country and, and just tune in to watch this game must be laughing at us when they're looking at this game no even an hour in in the stadiums. There was more Celtic fans in at that point when we went 3 nothing up than there was Hearts fans. And I don't know about you, but for me... I'm I'm actually not a big fan of the whole like Levy selling out of the three stands to us or that either. I think one stand behind the goal for the away fans and then try and get the rest filled up. But I mean it's getting a bit ridiculous now, and we should we should have that full stand behind the goal. Uh it's getting a bit ridiculous and it's it's a bit Hearts probably a wee bit like Rangers but they've maybe sold a lot of the tickets to, to season ticket holders. because um, I noticed obviously at the start of the game there was a few empty seats and stuff, but that's it's probably not still tickets. They're probably season ticket holders have just not turned up for the day. Um, it's funny you mentioned about sixty minutes. The boy from my work's a big jambo, and he left the, after we got the penalty. So he he actually walked <laughs> out. You know, thinking it was going to be. I see he was actually out for that. Um, but I think the the way allocation needs to be really needs to be looked at. The SFA should have been dealing with this way way long ago. We know it was one team that's kind of kind of started it all and some other teams have, have followed suit on the back of it. Um, so, I, I I mean, ideally we'd get back to the, the, the old allocation where even, like say, at Hearts where we've got the full full state, uh, stand or at least a good part, a good section of that stand. But even if they go to this sort of minimum 5%, 5, 6, 7%, I think that'll still give us a decent enough allocation at places at Tencastle. It'll get us up to about I think it gets us up to about three thousand ibrox. It's it's a start, and I think it needs to be needs to be done because we, we we talk about the money that the TV gets for us. It's 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 absolute peanuts. It's not the best deal we could get. But when you're sitting looking at games, if you're offering up the biggest game of the season, Celtic Rangers, and there's no away fans at it, but what is that really? What kind of advertisement is that? It's Oh, it's it's only, it's only, nah, it's not. It's only the home fans that get to watch the game. It's like, for me, for a spectacle, that's not what it's all about. So I think it needs to be looked at in the hope that then maybe you'll start. You'll, 
you'll start getting maybe some more money because the spectacles you're getting that back and things like that. So, I the allocation really, really needs to get looked at big time. It should have been getting looked at years ago when Rangers said we're cutting your allocation. It's been nipped in the butt there and just said no, you can't. You can't go down to seven hundred or whatever. It's just you've got to get at least three thousand or something like the fight, like the European allocation that they give. I know Ross had touched that for like we couldn't couldn't go right back up to the eight or eight thousand or whatever because obviously there's season tickets there, but that the European allocation is available where I think it's about two and a half to three thousand. So there's there's scope to get more than the seven hundred, but the SPL just never they never ever dealt with it early enough. Well, the thing is, Ross, I think you shared something last week with us, and it was was that like a hanging story that they're going to there's going to be a vote on it between all the clubs and all the rest of it, so that there needs to be a certain uh, yeah. allocation. And what and what's your thoughts on it as well? It's uh, well, I, I can't remember if there's going to be a vote or if it is, it's going to be happening. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure. Maybe, maybe there is going to be a vote. I need to read up read read up on that to be honest with you, but. Um, I I mean in terms of like Hearts not giving us a full stand and saying it's because they they need to get more of their fans into the stadium and then you look at it and there's empty seats all over the place. It's it just beggars belief. It's absolutely bizarre, farcical, whatever you want to call it. It's it just doesn't make sense that that they're cutting their their nose off despite their face. And I don't know, I don't get it. Like it's always been fine. Uh, they can they can't make the case that it's to help the team on the park when Celtic had six hundred or something there yesterday and they still pumped them, still beat them four one. Do you know what I mean? It's it's I don't know. It, it needs to change. It needs to change soon. Uh, and the in terms of soon, by that I mean before teams certainly Rangers before they start selling their season books for next season again. They need to leave it enough time so mm-hmm. that they can tell their fans, look, we have to, that, well, there's hopefully going to be a law in place uh, where this is the allocation that you have to give. So you kind of get that season season ticket or you can have it for the games except for the Celtic Rangers games. Something needs to give and it needs to give yep. soon. Uh, Franny touched on the spectacle that is another huge reason you're looking at it yesterday you're looking at the Celtic uh, going to Ibrox it just takes away certainly for that game it takes away for the the viewer even like guys watching for down south they must look at it and go tell you it was a farmer's league there's nobody even going to the game do you know what I mean whereas Celtic could fill that stadium five, ten times there, but they're not allowed to. And I, I agree with you, Wally, in terms of it's Livy's prerogative to, to give us three stands, and they, they have got probably, out of all the teams, maybe the weirdest support in the league, so you understand why they do it more than anybody else. But for me, I agree, one full stand behind the goals is fine. I'm happy enough with that, because... It, I mean, most of the teams. Well, I mean, if if Hearts are playing well, they'll they'll fill the other three stands, and Aberdeen would fill the other three stands. Motherwell do no bad. Eh, teams like that. I think 
it still has to be an away allocation, if you like. It has to feel like an away game. And if mm-hmm. you've got three stands... Listen, I was at the, the, the game at Rugby Park when we won the league and we had all three stands. I think we maybe even had four stands. I can't even mind. <laughs> but we, we had the, a really large chunk of the stadium. For games like that, absolutely, when you can win the league title, get as many Celtic fans in the ground as possible because the chances are on that day they're going to go and win that league title and the fans deserve to be there. Certainly the fans have paid their money all year to go and watch them and then they're going to miss out on a game like that. But in general, for the most part, I think one stand behind the goals is, is more than enough, and it needs to change. Aye. It needs to change soon. Aye, for me in this this situation, <clears throat> we all know who started it, but the clubs have just got too yeah. much power in it all, and mm-hmm. SFA just need to step in and just say, no, this is how it is. But, I mean, as more and more years go on, not just in our country, but it just seems like it's not... Like the football used to be about the fans. It's just more it's money spinning and whatever else tactics <clears throat> or whatever else the prerogative is, but um, as you said, they ended up getting pumped anyway, and uh, <laughs> one of the main men was uh, pro- our main man this year. What a week for Matt O'Reilly. Um, got his first call up to the first team at Denmark. Sadly, he didn't get any minutes, but he, he was in the squad. Um, just announced his player of the month for the league, the cinch player of the month. Um He's got nine apps this season in the league, six goals and three assists, Franny. He's on fire, isn't he? Ballon d'Or 2024. Ah, uh, five ways. He's gone another right way. I better stop talking about him so he doesn't go away in January, by the way. Guy's shite. He's a model that plays football. Go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, nah, the guy's just been absolutely on, on fire, I think. He, I think it's testament to him that the fact that he's He's taking his game to another level uh, under Rogers, and just seems to be. It seems to be a very experienced, like a very experienced head on his shoulders. For cause I think what, he's only twenty two or something. He's still, still young, and he, he, he seems to be very vocal. You've seen it in interviews and stuff. I think folk were trying to claim it's digs at Anson, how he, Rogers talks to him and things like that. And I think it's just Angie Stell that he kept his cell to sell it and and things. Rogers maybe. That's how he man manages players and stuff. But you can see even after games and stuff, he's even touched it with a lot. He's he's up and he's celebrating <laughs> a lot. He just generally seems quite buzzing with everybody. And he's just eyes very, very experienced, sort of a head on his shoulders. He's just he's taking his game to a whole new level for me. And it would not surprise me if he how like I would love him to stay about what's this? <laughs> I <laughs> mean, <laughs> 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 you would, but eh? you would just fuck him up. Let's be honest, you would. <laughs> but sorry, mate, throwing you off there. No, no, but uh, I, I know, I know, Matt Riley. It's not what I would say to Matt Riley. <laughs> 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 um, I, I think a few of the things you said there, and I, I think I've noticed it myself in recent weeks. He, he seems to be taking a bit of a leadership role in the team. Um, on the pitch and then off it. I don't know if you've seen his post-match presser with um, Celtic View or Celtic TV. Um, and he was talking uh, talking about the tactics, tactically, and how they're playing and uh, how they're... Um, what was it he said? Everybody's playing for the team. Nobody's taking too many touches and it's quick play. And it's, 
he's just been electric this season, Ross, under O'Neill. We kind of, uh, under, under O'Neill, under Rogers. <laughs> um, it's because people keep putting MOR in I the know. chat. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, right. Martin so um, <laughs> <laughs> um, under Rogers, and, and we kind of all say that when Rogers was announced about how he can turn players into monsters and, and he's one on one coaching, and this new role that he's got O'Reilly playing, and he's just got him absolutely flying, isn't he? It's it's absolutely tremendous to watch. I, I think I watched, I think it was a Sky Sports interview um, after the game yesterday and it was him and uh, McGregor. And just the, the way he talks, you, you can tell that he, he's 22 year old, but he's a senior figure in that dressing room. Dressing room. He's uh, well um, thought of. And uh, Franny touched on it earlier. Not only is he a really good player, but he's a team player. And Aye. you can see how happy he was for a while when he got that goal. When uh, Palma scored at Fir Park, he was one of the first ones over to him and he, he was the exact same way with Palma as he was with Awata yesterday when he got his goal. You can just tell he's so happy for them. And then right down to Carl McGregor talking about him yesterday and, and saying... Um, you know, he went away in the, the, the summer sort of thing and he came back and he, he, he bulked himself up and he, he just, he, he really works hard. And you hear him talking like, listen, I'm not into all this kind of thing, um, but the modern day player probably is. People are different now. But he, he's into all that um, sort of like meditation and stuff like that. I think he does a bit of meditating. He probably do yoga. Uh, you hear him talking about he, he, he goes into games and he, he's playing with an open mind, a free mind Aye. and it, it makes a difference to his game. He, he's he's doing all the, listen, he's, he's at Celtic he loves being at Celtic, but he's conducting himself and treating his body in a, in a way where he wants to make it to the very top uh, and he'll, he'll do whatever it takes to get there, i.e. leave Fulham and go and play for MK Dons He's went. He's took a step backwards to take a step forward at Celtic. He's now playing Champions League football. People, I've heard people say that you go to Celtic and you you, you kind of get you you get forgot about in a sort of international sense. He's now been in and around the Denmark squad. It, listen, everything is looking up for Matt O'Reilly, and it, isn't, it hasn't been given to the guy in a plate. He's working really, really hard, and he's doing all the right things. He's eating whatever do you know what I mean he is a consummate professional and he wants to get to the very top he's got the ability to get to the very top I want to see him at Celtic for as long as possible how long that is I don't know but for the time that he's here I'm going to enjoy him uh, and he'll allow me to enjoy him because he, he plays the game so well oh, absolutely another project player what's that doesn't help my case when I'm saying we need to spend big money. <laughs> <laughs> 1.5 or something, unbelievable. <laughs> it's interesting you say that, though, Ross, about the mental side of the game, because we don't really think about that sort of thing, but it's almost as important as the physical side. And I watched that, I watched his presser, like I say, on the Celtic TV, and when you said that, it made me think, he, he said that... Um, <clears throat> like They kind of asked him how he's feeling and about how he's how he's enjoying it. And the first thing he said was, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really comfortable. I'm not, 
I'm not getting too excited when it's good, and I'm not getting too down when it's when it's not going as well. So he, for 22 years old, like you're saying that, um, he's obviously got a good head in his shoulders. And listen, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, it's, he's going to have a fantastic season for us. And we all kind of when he first came in said that he needs to play number 10, and it would be either him or Rogic. And then he played six under Ange for a bit when Kalmak was injured, and now he's kind of playing this number number eight or deeper role and kind of. Free flowing, and he's he's just been absolutely electric. So long may it continue. Hopefully, he gets a few more Player of the Month awards and keeps going. He got somebody mentioned about the amount of goals he's got as well, actually, and he said, "Oh, you're still top goal scorer." And he's like, "No, nah, no chance." He says, "Kyogo will get thirty plus goals this season. I'm not getting that." Also, I just wanted to touch on kind of Brendan's post-match press. Or a, a kind of a mixture of two because he, he said similar in both and. We'll just go through this quickly because the two years have actually quite. You've already kind of touched on this, and um, when you were talking about how how we're getting, we're playing the football we're playing now, um, and I've took down these notes that Ross, you you, you said uh, the gaffer said, and you talked about the tiredness and keeping the ball when tired, and you, you were bang on. Like that's not that's the poor opposite to what we would have done under Ange. Everything was just a hundred miles an hour. Um, and it's interesting, but he, he said one quote, and I loved it. He said. My style is closing space when we don't have the ball and creating creating space when we do have it. And for me, that's exactly what we did yesterday. Um, he had special praise for Forrest. And then, obviously, everybody's looking ahead to Wednesday night. He got asked about Wednesday night. And he said, look, we're going to go up against one of the best teams. And he says, it's another level for what we've just played today. Um, we're going against one of the best teams in the world, Atletico Madrid. But he said, we don't need to be the best team in the world to beat them. We just need to run harder, play harder. You know what I mean? And it's it just gave me a bit of a buzz. And, and he's exactly bang on. That's what we've been saying. But um, we've kind of went through, like we said, we had a bit of... I don't like saying sticky parts because I think we've done we've been really successful so far this year. Like I say, it's just that one defeat to Kovmanic that's, that's put a big blemish on it. And it's because we're so used to winning everything. Um, it, it's, it's kind of put a wee bit of a blemish. But from... The start, you kind of already touched on it, so just quickly, Ross. But from the start of the season till now, we're definitely seeing that progression. And Rogers himself said we should have scored more goals, we should have been more clinical in certain areas on Sunday. We've just went away to one of the toughest venues in the league, destroyed hearts. It could have been a lot more, missed penalty, and loads more chances as well. And we're not even quite, we're not there yet. It's exciting oh, no. times. Aye, oh, it really is. Uh, listen. We're, we're no there yet and we'll get better this season. And in my opinion, I, I think I said it on Friday night, two or three transfer windows. It's not that these players we've got are bad. They aren't. But Rogers will still want to get some guys in who are his own players. You you would hope that guys that are going to go into the team, he hasn't signed that yet. I think Rogers will want to sign that and it, it, it will happen for me. Um and we'll get even better again. That that's the that's the idea. Uh, we'll see what happens, but certainly for the, I was going to say for the start of the season to now, I, I think what you what, what I've noticed is <clears throat> certainly for that first Ross County game we all watched together. You look at like Kyogo in that game; he was dropping deeper. We had Greg Taylor playing as an out and out. Touched on it earlier in the podcast, playing as an out and out fullback. And I think he's he, he's obviously wanted to play a certain way, but then he's 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 decided, right, Greg Taylor can't play that way. 
that that's who I've got. It, it works better for the team. I'm playing as the the the, the inverted fullback. Kyogo for me, I don't think he's dropped his deep now. I think there's Lynn right. just came in. Hey, <laughs> 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 uh, I, I don't think he's dropped his deep to come into the game. I think actually Kyogo on Sunday. Uh, correct me, anybody can correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but I think Kyle got three touches in that game and he scored. Uh, so I think he's going back to okay, he's maybe not he, he's not had as many touches in that game yesterday as what he did in like the Ange team, but he's playing back to that similar role. He's not doing as much running I wouldn't say because we don't press as, inten- as intensely as the Ange team did. Um, but for me, he, he, he's tried to, he's came in and he's tried to tweak Kings a bit for what Andrew's was playing in terms of individual roles. And then he's realised, right, that, that, that's not working. Let's go back to basics here. Still play my style, as, as I alluded to saying, like, um, resting with the ball and that, like he said, and not doing it for a full 60 minutes. Uh, but, aye, he's, he's still implementing his style, but He's going back to putting the players into similar sort of roles that they did have under Angie. Tried to tweak it and he's realised, right, it's no working. Went back to it and, listen, I think we're reaping the benefits now. Uh, and I think, you, you look at Rogers. I think the early part, the interviews and stuff like that, he, he did, that transfer window, I think he was getting passed off, like always were. He just wanted it shut because he wasn't right. going to get the guys that he absolutely wanted for whatever reason. But everything's settled in now. We can the team we've got and everybody knows we're getting players back and we're starting to see a different Rodgers, a more confident Rodgers and just the Rodgers the old and it's it's brilliant to see that. And I'll say it again. I fucking can't believe he's back. I can't believe he's <laughs> I know, I guess. Again, I know it's... <laughs> The wife must be getting really annoyed now, but every week if I'm sitting watching the game in the house, I'm just and he's just getting interviewed post match. I'm just like, I still can't believe he's he's here. Um, but Franny, I again, you kind of touched on that a wee bit earlier about our, our style of play and how and how we're going now. And um, like I say, the last two games especially, you can see the progressions there, and the, and the players are sort of buying into his style. Um, it's only going to get better for hearing that. I've, it should only get better for here. Well, like like I say, the last two games have been what we seen when Rogers came in first time around his first season, where it was you were kind of just blown team blown teams away. You were playing really nice football and and spells of the game and stuff. And I think Ross kind of hit the nail on the head with some of the players. He obviously <coughs> wants uh, Rogers wants to play a certain way where he, he maybe wants his striker to come deep, wants his like he's sort of right and left back to stay wide, but then. The guy like Kyogo and Taylor, he realised it's not really that I'm not going to get the best out of them doing that. So I'll just get them doing more what they're, they're better at because he's not like Ross was saying, he's maybe no, don't ever think he was maybe looking at a striker to replace Kyogo, but um, he's maybe thought, well, I'm not getting the guys in. I need, I need to play these guys the best I can get out of them. It just shows you the level the man is. He's not <coughs> stubborn. He's, he knows he's not a daft man. He's a really good manager. So he's not going to be stubborn and just go, well, I know you're not the best at playing that position like that, but that's the way you've got to play it to stay in my team. He's shown that he's a he's a good manager and said, no, well, that's the best I'm going to get you is playing this inverted fullback. 
or with Kyogo, it's I I need you to drop deep, but maybe no drop deep as much as I wanted you to do. So I think it's just it, it shows you the level of the man, it shows you how 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 good a manager we've got and anytime we just cuts to the cuts to him standing the, the touchdown I see him writing that notepad. It's <laughs> it, it could be writing any old nonsense, but it's just there's something about it, it just feels right. <laughs> feels right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a TikTok snippet right there. Um, <laughs> aye, I absolutely we're finding out. Long may it continue, but I it's like like you said, I mean, I've I seen a lot of switching of positions. I've seen Maeda getting in behind centrally. I I love on Hatate and O'Reilly getting these sort of inside channels. Well, O'Reilly did it for his goal, kind of that inside, left-hand <laughs> side. Hatate for Maeda's goal was that inside right. And all these things, as soon as Rogers, as soon as the gaffer said that at the end of the game about closing down the space when we've not got the ball, but creating the space when we've got it. It was like a wee light bulb going, all the wee moments, O'Reilly getting in that position there, Hitati is like, that's exactly what it is. His philosophy's there, and the, the players are now buying into it, and um, there's going to be some rock and roll football coming back to Celtic Park this season. I can feel it in my bones, but um, now we're back in European football Wednesday night, desperately needing a, a, a result. I mean, Franny, we... We need to take something for this game if we want football after Christmas, I, I fear. Um, what's your thoughts on the game? Do you fancy us? I'll check your Super 6, by the way, so if you're lying, <laughs> I'm going to do you in. <laughs> Punch your bastards right in. And, uh, do you think that, what do you think about... Do you think, you think we should be sticking with the same lineup on that we had yesterday, or do you think there'll be a surprise or two in there? I... I, I would be more surprised if there's a change in all honesty. Well, I know we kind of... I'm not saying we made a case for a while, but you could maybe understand if he came in, if maybe a wee bit of change of shape, but we've sat and for how well we've played the last couple of games. That I think it'd be... I know we're coming up against Atletico Madrid. I were at Parkhead and it is a total different kettle of fish with the level of opposition you've got to be playing, but I think it'd be it'd be silly to what let's say talk about how good we've been playing the last couple of games to then say right let's change change the shape of the team I think you go in with that team and give it a go really really we said that under Ange it was it was one of the big things we we sort of we loved about Ange he, he stuck to his philosophy he was like well I can't be telling the players every day play this way to to suit domestically and totally just forget it or come come midweek I, I appreciate Rogers will be a wee bit more pragmatic probably and uh, maybe a wee bit more balanced his play but I don't don't envision any any sort of a surprise I'd be I, I think it'll be the same team as what we what we've seen. I think I think it's massive that we, we pick something up but it's Atletico Madrid are, are a really good team. They're, they're they're the masters of the dark arts as well, which I think is something we at this level maybe we could try and learn a bit for. <laughs> I don't know where that comment's coming from, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think <clears throat> I think it's going to be a, it's annoying. I think it's going to be a struggle. I don't, I don't fancy it too much. I'll be honest. There, I, I think Athletic Madrid are flying a wee bit now in, in La Liga, but you never know. You never know. We maybe just might surprise myself. So are you keeping your score prediction to your chest for the Super Six, or are you going to use it? <laughs> 
Oh, oh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I never even thought about that day. Just as you said it, there I was I like, oh, "That's interesting." Um, <laughs> we 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 try and claim it as reverse psychology and say two and Atletico Madrid. We we'll try and claim that's what that's the reason I'm saying it. Problems here. By the way, the chat. Um, the last for however long. It's been about music like 30, 40 years ago, and they're all talking about Kate <laughs> City Rollers and Kate Bush and <laughs> everything in between. But it's brilliant. I love the wee community all just chatting yeah, away, but they're, they're not listening to us now. They're just not even talking to yeah. us. They're just talking about fucking music. Bored. <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up, man. It's nearly half. Get off. Right, <laughs> Ross, what's your thoughts? We'd, we'd, we need to get something out of the game if we, if we want any chance of qualifying or, or even uh, get in Europa League, aren't we? Oh, aye, but that's. We definitely do. I felt like we needed to get a win against Lazio for to get third. So I, I think even if, even if we won this game, which is a, a real tall order, I still think we would struggle to even get third. Um, but you never know. There's still four games to go. There's 12 points up for grabs. You, you, you've just got to hope that that we can sort of break that mental block, if you like, because I think we are playing, I'll say it again, I think we're competing in the games, but we just can't get over the line. I, I don't know why. It, it's like when SPL teams come up against us and they, they think, right, come on, we've got a chance here today, and then we just take it away from them. And for me, I think that for the most part, Celtic compete better in the Champions League games than what most of the SPL team compete against us. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough game. It is. Uh, you want a score prediction? Aye. If you've got one, aye. Um, I take it we're all going to the same team as Sunday, aye? I think so. Uh, I'm not changing anything. Aye, same team, aye. Aye, uh, definitely, aye. I think, aye. Aye, definitely. Um, what did you say to an elf, Ryan? Fuck me, man. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to say, I don't even know if I think it. I'm going to go 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Well, I'm going to go 2-1 Celtic after that performance yeah, Sunday. I want to see us, want to see us do it. I think if we've got any, we need, we need to do something here. If we Aye, want we do. Want a chance. Um, so, I. It'll be interesting. I, I like you say, Ross. It's always these. We see, for example, Lazio. I just want if if we get if the, these decisions are going, I just want like the the Hatati red card or or Palmer's goal. Just a decision, just to go our way. I don't care if it's right or wrong, and just to get that win under our belt, and then it takes the monkey off the back, and then hopefully moving forward, we build a bit of confidence and and we pick up points and try and stay in Europe beyond Christmas because it's a, it's a shame. The, the timing yet because I think we're, that we're getting to a point now where we're playing really good football um, not that we've not played good football in the first two games um, but we just need to get a result like Stephen said about playing shite in the, like the Barcelona result years and years ago we were terrible that game but we managed to come out I, I just I didn't care about the performance now I just want aye. I just want points aye. on the fucking board so aye. fingers crossed we can get that but um, aye an hour and a half it's no bad on a Monday, it's been a wee while since I've been on a Monday, so it's actually been good to chat about the weekend's game. I'm usually talking about the game that's coming up, no the game that's just been. So <laughs> it was good. How did you enjoy it, Ross? 
Brilliant. Same as yourself, Willie. I, I, I can't remember the last time I was on the Monday. <laughs> um, it was it was very uh, intense by the time we got in for work trying to get ready in time. Uh, I usually get an early finish on a Friday. I've got plenty of time for a Friday night, but it's rushing about like a maniac. But uh, I have I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, good we, uh, good we way to finish the day. Uh, just relaxing and chatting Celtic. Aye, absolutely. You too, Franny. How did you enjoy it? Ah, it was it was good, Willie. I'm just glad I didn't have to try and do an Irish accent when with the, the Friday duo boys and that. Just to just to keep it up. But <laughs> ah, it's, it was good. Stay was, well and even... keep safe. <laughs> hell hell. <laughs> <laughs> um I again everybody, Super Six. Thanks for all the support as usual. The your chat's been brilliant, even the the talk about Lulu and Kate Bush and Bay City Rollers and all the rest of them when we were talking nonsense. Um we're back again Friday. I believe it's uh, Franny's back again with Stephen and Tony. Uh, so tune in there at 8 o'clock, I'm assuming, until Stephen changes the time by mistake again. But back, <laughs> in, back at 8 o'clock and then on Friday. Enjoy the game on Wednesday. Hopefully we get a result. Um, stay well. Keep safe. Hail, hail. <laughs>